Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. I'm your host, Katie Fogarty. Beauties, a couple of years ago when I was getting started as a midlife podcaster, I bought a book called Just When You're Comfortable in Your Skin, It Starts to Sag. The title totally cracked me up, and I think it captures the duality of midlife. We are more confident and clearer about what's what, but we also wonder why our eyes don't work without readers and how on earth we suddenly, overnight, have what marketers call mature skin. You know we are age positive on this show, but we also positively do not want to fall apart. And healthy, glowy skin is a big part of looking and feeling our best. So I have great news. I am joined today by cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Jessica Wu, who's gonna help us get our glow on and give us the download on popular cosmetic procedures, skincare products that are worth your time and money, and the lifestyle and nutrition choices that make a major impact on your skin. And bonus, Dr. Wu is gonna be answering questions that were submitted by you as certain age listeners. Dr. Wu is a graduate of Harvard Med School. She teaches at the University of Southern California. She is a frequent media expert and is the author of the book, Feed Your Face, Younger, Smoother Skin and a Beautiful Body in 28 Delicious Days. I am thrilled she is here to talk all things healthy, radiant skin. Welcome, Dr. Wu. Thank you, Katie. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I am really excited. We've done a couple of shows on midlife skin before. They perform really well. The downloads are great because people really want this information. Your expertise covers so many areas, cosmetic dermatology, clinical dermatology, the role of nutrition in skin health, and I want to get into everything. Uh, but I want to start with some stage setting. Your client base is women across the age spectrum, but you really do have a lot of patients in their 40s and 50s. What's the number one reason midlife women come to you? Well, that's absolutely true about who my patient base is. We talk about in medicine that our patients mirror who we are, and many of my patients have been with me since I started my practice in my early 30s, and now I'm 55, and so we've weathered or, or <laughs> enjoyed this journey together. And I would say the number one thing that patients tell me is that they say, Dr. Wu, I look in the mirror, I don't recognize myself. I feel young and vibrant and energetic on the inside. I still have so much that I want to do, but I don't recognize myself. What can I do to look like myself? And actually, very few people tell me they want to look like, some, some do, but very few say, I want to look like a celebrity or I want to look younger or wipe out the wrinkles. It's more... I want to look refreshed. I feel like I'm looking tired and people ask me, why are you angry? So these are the more common questions. And then we go into uh, skincare. We talk about what we can do in the office. And I'm a big promote, proponent of lifestyle choices as well. So diet, let's talk about sleep and exercise and how everything combines to help you look and feel your best. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying, how we want to look in the mirror and we want to look like ourselves, but really look like ourselves after we've gotten eight hours of sleep. And, yes. you know, <laughs> and we know how hard that is to do in midlife. And, you know, sometimes we do feel like... Um, 
you know, what's looking back at us in the mirror looks like a little rundown or tired. I'm curious. We're coming. We're, we're recording in the fall. We're coming out of um, the sunny summer days. One of the things that we get when we are out in the sun, enjoying you know vitamin D and outdoor activities. We see sunspots. We see age spots. One of my listeners said, what can we do about these? And I'm curious, is there something that you recommend that's most effective, or do you make different recommendations for in-office um, and you know, over-the-counter remedies for age and sunspots? Yes, uh, it's, it's a whole spectrum depending on your skin type and uh, the level of discoloration or sun damage there is. And, and just to back up 100%, this time of year is when we're seeing the, what I call the souvenirs of a wonderful <laughs> summer spent outdoors. I love that. Right, I love that. That's a good reframe. Yeah, people feel so guilty about. Oh, they're sometimes they're ashamed to show me. They say, "I'm, I'm." Oh, they apologize to me. They say, "I'm sorry, Doctor Wu, I have these spots." But I say, "No, don't apologize for having fun with your family, with your friends. But let's minimize the damage now. Let's take care of it." And menopausal skin is especially vulnerable to sun damage because our skin gets. Thinner. As the estrogen declines, your skin gets 1% thinner and loses 2% collagen each year after menopause. So we've got to do our best to hang on to that collagen because the, the thicker we can keep our skin, the more defense we have against the sun damage. Now, in terms of what can you do today to help your skin if you have spots, I would say number one is to use a retinoid. And people talk about retinol, retinoid, kind of, they, they kind of uh, lump it all together. But just a quick dermatology lesson for everybody who's confused and overwhelmed, because I know it can be. Retinoids are the class of skin creams that are related to vitamin A. So that would include your over-the-counter as well as your prescription strength. And within that category of retinoids, if you have sensitive skin or if you're a retinoid beginner, I would say start with an over-the-counter retinol. There are a lot of really good drugstore brands these days. They've become affordable, but be very careful. Make sure whatever retinoid you get, uh, it's in an opaque package and preferably in an airless pump because that keeps it fresh. The molecule is very sensitive to heat and light. So if it comes in a jar, may not be as effective. So that would be my number one suggestion. And for those who've used retinol already, ask your dermatologist about a prescription retinoid that helps to push off the top layers of sun-damaged skin, revealing fresher skin underneath. And then if that's not enough, then come to, come to the office and we can talk about lasers such as IPL, intense pulse light. is very, very common, especially if you have a more fair skin tones. For those of us who have a richer, more uh, deep complexion, then we start talking about um, light or medium strength chemical peels. So it's, it's a spectrum of treatments. Okay. That's so terrific to know. And 
Um, you talked about the efficacy and having an opaque bottle. How long would we expect an over-the-counter drugstore uh, retinoid to remain fresh? And if we are going for the heavier lasers or chemical peels, you know, what kind of commitment are we talking about? Is this annually? Is it twice a year? What is the time frame? So for an over-the-counter product, uh, many of the larger, more reputable brands will stamp a best buy date or expiration date, which is typically nine to 12 months. A prescription cream will be much more specific. It'll have the month and date of expiration. Not to say that if you hit that date, throw out your expensive cream, but it starts to lose its efficacy gradually after that date. Uh, In terms of the in-office treatments, typically for an IPL type of treatment, um, the different brands, Lumeca, Clear and Brilliant. Uh, it, it's typically a series of maybe three to five once a month, and then we repeat that yearly. So it's often a wintertime project. Chemical peels depends on how deep the peel is and the tolerance of your skin. So if you have a very sensitive skin, we might do a light to medium strength where you're a little flaky for a few days. And we do that every other month, for example, and have you use the the at-home creams in between. If you have a lot of sun damage, if you also have some fine lines that you want to improve or some scars or pores, then we might do a deeper, what's called a TCA or trichloroacetic acid peel. That's once a year because that's the uh, longer recovery time. Could be eight to 10 days. And uh, a lot of people are interested in peels, but they're scared. And so um, so it's really important that you prep with with, um, a either over-the-counter or prescription cream prior to the peel and, and talk to your doctor about your lifestyle. If you like to hike and you take the kids to the park and you're going to be in the sun, the deeper peels are maybe not for you. Uh, so many great options. I love how you gave us sort of a buffet of choices based on our activity outdoors and our sort of appetite for recovery. We are heading into a quick break, but when we come back, I want to pick up what you said about fine lines and, and, and wrinkles. We'll be back from the break in just a minute. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, would you use it to head to yoga, take a nap, read a book, hang with a friend, maybe start a podcast? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. I have three kids, two jobs, one puppy, and to be honest, a zillion things on my want to get to list. Here's what I've learned. The best way to squeeze something special into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your busy schedule. Getting started is so easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash a certain age today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash a certain age. 
Dr. Wu, we're back from the break. When we headed into it, uh, you gave us a number of choices that really can help uh, people across sort of a range of complexions and sort of appetites for, for doing the work and for recovery based on you know, where they are in terms of age and sunspot exposure. You also mentioned that one of these, um, I think it was a laser that can help address fine lines. That was another question that a number of uh, listeners sort of submitted. What can we do about fine lines and wrinkles? And also what can we do about marionette lines, which I had never heard that phrase before and I had to Google it. And I was like, oh, you know, I may, I may be looking at those, which are sort of the lines around the mouth. Yes, uh, marionette lines. We we need to think of a more flattering term. <laughs> marionette <laughs> lines, crow's feet. Um, I wonder what uh, what mean man came up came with up, these terms. I am with you. Let's do that. Let's like exactly. So well, I, I like that when people say smile lines too, which I like yeah. around because I yeah, have a lot I of smile that. lines around my eyes, and I like that. I've been, you know, I'm That's like a happy right. person. I smile a lot. That's right. That's right. Then sometimes people say, oh, I have these crow's feet. They're so deep. And I'll say, well, it's because you've been smiling a lot. So that's that's not a bad thing. In Asia, just a quick aside, uh, they're not called crow's feet around the eyes. They're called fishtails because it's similar to how a fishtail fans out. And in Ooh. Asian culture, fish are very, uh, very lucky and bring good fortune and are thought of very positively. So we need to think of more I love it. Thank you. That's 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 wonderful. I'm taking that on. <laughs> now, in terms of how to soften these smile crinkles uh, or smile lines, um, retinoids, again, not only do they help with pigmentation, but they are the most studied topical products in terms of helping to hang on to our collagen because the reason that we start to see fine lines, we start to see loss of elasticity is the thinning of the skin. So if you think about how a thin piece of linen um, wrinkles and crinkles more easily than a thick piece of velvet, what we're trying to do is to help maintain the thickness of our skin as, as it moves from velvet to, to linen. So retinoids are number one. And typically I'll have patients use a retinoid in the evening. Um, a big myth, by the way, is that retinoids thin the skin. Many patients are fearful of retinoids because someone's told them it thins the skin. Well, it does thin the top layers of dead skin, but it actually thickens the deeper levels of the living skin, the collagen, the elastic tissue. So don't be afraid to use retinoids. Just Tread carefully and listen to your skin. If it starts to get a little pink, a little flaky, back off. And then at daytime, a wonderful way to pair your creams is to use a retinoid in the evening. And in the daytime, use an antioxidant, for example, a vitamin C serum in the morning that helps to fight the environmental pollution. It also helps to support your skin's collagen. Vitamin C is really, really important for your skin's collagen. Skin cannot make collagen without vitamin C. So that's why I like vitamin C in the morning. And by the way, everyone should be having vitamin C at least once or twice in your food every single day. 
This is such a great um, way to, to think about this because I'm always wondering when to use these serums. You know, I'm not actually a big orange juice in the morning person, but if I were, you know, it's like your vitamin C for your skin, your vitamin C with your orange juice and in your diet. I love the way that you talked about our skin as sort of velvet to linen because I like both fabrics. And so I'm <laughs> I am open to the idea, you know, considering my skin to be both. Um, you talked about the importance of collagen in terms of, you know, perhaps keeping our skin more velvety as, you know, while we kind of transition to linen. How do we get collagen? Is this, I know it disappears as we age naturally, but can we get it back with supplements? Can we get it back with powders? Can we get it back with food? To an extent, yes. And um, it's it's tough because your collagen follows the the level of estrogen you have. So as estrogen declines, so will your collagen decline. And the the whole topic of estrogen replacement, estrogen creams, is better discussed by gynecologist or endocrinologist. Um, but aside from that, there yes, there are ways that we can hang on and even boost the collagen we have. Uh, one is the topicals. We talked about the vitamin C, the retinoids. Another one that I really uh, that I really like to recommend to patients who are sensitive is uh, an ingredient called bacuchiol, which some call plant retinol. And that's found in a number of over-the-counter products. Studies have shown results about equivalent to a pharmaceutical retinol um, when when uh, applied to the skin when they measure fine lines and, and texture and elasticity. So so those are ingredients to look for. Um, in terms of treatments, there are certain types of in-office treatments, lasers and chemical peels. And one of my favorites specifically for stimulating collagen is microneedling. There are different levels of microneedling. You can purchase them uh, at Sephora. Some facialists do it, but I'm talking about medical microneedling that goes to a certain depth in your skin that stimulates the living collagen-making cells, what we call the fibroblasts. And this sort of treatment that we do in the office, you come in 30 minutes of numbing, the treatment takes about 20 or 30 minutes, that has been shown to boost collagen in your skin. Uh, whether you have fine lines or pores or scars, say old acne scars, in fact, microneedling was first used in France decades ago specifically to treat acne scars, and they started to use it on surgical scars. And when you look at a skin biopsy of a wrinkle, it looks exactly like a scar, where there's disorganization of the collagen. Instead of a nice, thick, healthy, plump collagen, the collagen's broken up, it's irregular. And so some very smart dermatologists thought, hmm, it's working to help smooth out scars. Maybe it could help with fine lines and pores, and, and guess what it does? And so that's one of my favorite go-to in-office treatments, about two to four days of recovery. And the beauty is that we can treat people of all skin tones and types from very fair skin, someone, for example, like uh, Nicole Kidman, to someone who has a more rich complexion. So um, so a lot of people can 
benefit from it and it can be done very safely. Yeah, absolutely. And I will um, raise my hand here and say that I have done microneedling and I, you, know, you use a numbing cream, so it's not, ex- you know, extremely painful, although, you know, it, it's, you know, you feel it. Um, and I know that it takes a few months for it to kind of produce its results. I, w- you know, was happy with it. You mentioned Bacuchiol. I- I'm probably mispronouncing this. Is it Bacuchiol? Um, but that, that- Bacuchiol, yes. Bacuchiol. Uh, B as in boy, A-K-U-C-H-I-O-L, yes. Bacuchiol. And we had a guest on um, the podcast probably several years ago now, Ken- Kendra Butler-Smith, who founded the company Alpen Beauty. Her products are really delightful, wonderful, plant-based, and she uses that in one of her face masks and, and, and you know, some of her serums. So I really um, enjoyed using those products as well. So I'm just throwing that out there because it's, you know, this is firsthand experience. But, you know, obviously we're hearing from Dr. Wu, who has so much expertise in this. I want to, I know we're get, wrapping up on our time. We got a little bit, um, we had some hiccups as we got started with our recording and we have to send you off soon to do, um, you know, your patient work. But I would love to hear from you about skin-friendly foods before we head into our speed round. Yes. Yeah, so when we talk about what we can do to strengthen our skin, um, it's about boosting the collagen, boosting the elastic. And those molecules are proteins. So we want to think in general about making sure we're getting enough protein in our diet. Um, When you wake up, your first meal should have 30 grams of protein. Each meal should have at least 30 grams of protein. And not just for skin, but for your general muscle health uh, throughout your body. And, And by the way, the more Uh, The more toned your muscles are, the better the skin on your body will look, your arms, your legs, your knees. So so really important, especially as women, that we think about maintaining our uh, muscle mass um, because that will help our appearance as well. Um, And aside from protein in general, if we think about what is necessary for collagen synthesis, we talk about medicine, dermatology, we talk about cofactors that are essential to help our bodies build collagen, and those include vitamin C and copper. So when you think about vitamin C, um, yes, citrus, fruit, uh, orange juice actually is high in sugar, and sugar can be inflammatory. So, So I'd probably steer away from orange juice as a source of vitamin C, especially if you have eczema or acne breakouts or rosacea. Um, You can find citrus in some vegetables. In fact, uh, tomatoes are high in vitamin C um, and other fruits that are low in sugar. Kiwi fruit is lower in sugar and very high in vitamin C. So so I think those are good choices. Uh, Red peppers as well, red and yellow peppers also have a decent amount of vitamin C if you're trying to stay away from sugar for your skin. Um, In terms of copper, those are some more unusual foods. Oysters actually are uh, one of the highest sources of (laughs) copper. Um, I'm personally not a huge oyster fan, uh, but you can also get copper in other shellfish, um, whole grains, uh, kidney beans, and uh, organ meats if, if you um, have a taste for kidneys and liver, um, dark leafy greens as well. 
So those, those are good sources of copper. And in terms of how to eat, you think about, again, we, we want to hang on to our collagen. So things that will break down collagen are spikes in blood sugar. So you want to try to keep that blood sugar stable. Studies have also shown that eating small protein-containing meals throughout the day to keep that blood sugar stable also help with hot flashes. So you'll be helping the, the collagen in your skin as well as potentially some of the other side effects of menopause. So, uh, so small frequent meals, each meal containing protein, and it should always have more protein compared to your starchy carbohydrates. So um, a good breakfast might be some, uh, some fruit, some eggs, rather than um, a muffin or cereal, for example. So many great um, tips. I, I love all the recommendations you made. I adore oysters, so that was fun to hear. Um, Jessica, this has been such a treat. We're moving into our speed round. Uh, I could talk to you forever because there's you are just an incredible source of information. I hope all of our listeners will go follow Dr. Jessica Wu over on Instagram. She'll share her handle when we're done. She offers so much wonderful information, great videos, um, just a lot of skincare smarts that you're not going to want to miss. But we're going to close with our speed round. This is just very quick one to two word answers um, so we can learn a little bit more before we have to say goodbye. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Hot or cold water to wash your face? Cold. Uh, yes or no, tea bags to de-puff under eye circles? Yes. Is gua sha effective? Maybe. Maybe. I love it. It feels so good. I always ask this question when I have somebody on because I really adore it. Okay. Uh, an in-office treatment you swear by? Botox. Your desert island beauty product? Sunscreen. Worth investing in this. It's worth a splurge. Retinoid. Feel free to buy this budget-friendly item at the drugstore. Cleanser. Best food to fuel glowing skin? There are so many. I'm thinking water. That pops in my mind. I don't know if that pops in yours. It's not really a food, though. I have to think of a food. If I have to limit to one food. Well, how about something that's always in your grocery cart? Will that make it easier? Yes. Salmon. Ooh. Okay. That works for me, too. This lifestyle choice will keep your skin radiant. Avoid straws. Ooh. Okay. I, that is a, that is an interesting one. I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder that one over. Finally, your one word answer to this question: As I age, I feel fearless. Nice, um, Doctor Wu. This has been terrific. I so appreciate your time. We've covered so much information. You know, uh, listeners can employ these more luminous skin. I want them to keep following you because you share so much terrific content online. Before we say goodbye, how can our listeners keep following you and learn more about your work? Thank you so much, Katie. Listeners can find me at drjessicawu.com at Dr. Jessica Wu on Instagram. Thank you, Jessica. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Before I say goodbye, a quick favor. I would love it if you could take five minutes to write an Apple podcast review. You can share something you learned on today's show or on a previous episode, or simply share why you tune in and make A Certain Age pod part of your week. Apple podcast reviews help the show grow. 
Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time, and until then, age boldly, beauties. Beauties.